Hey man, aren't you glad we're in the woods together? Yeah, you're not supposed to go into the woods alone. Dude, did you see those ugly people fucking in that van? And old Mardi Gras bead face. He's here? Fuck. Guy looks like Wicket. <laughs> oh shit. Here they come. Here comes the spooky! What's going on, chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back with episode two. Today we take it to the nice, beautiful, lovely mining hills of Utah, where we meet old Mardi Gras bead-faced, and we see a couple of ugly people fucking. So sit back, tie your buddy to a chair, grab a beer, and enjoy your second favorite podcast. Well, Nachos, we did it. We did it! We've done our first episode. Oh my motherfucking God, we got to episode two. What, what? Here comes the spooky, no longer podcast virgins. Ew. What, what, what? No. You like, you want to be a podcast virgin? I want to be a drippy whore. <laughs> well, we're on our way. Uh, this is our second episode uh, for Here Comes the Spooky podcast. Uh, we Today, uh, we're going to do... Don't go into the woods alone. Or as I like to call it, don't watch this movie alone. Oh, or ever. Ever. Uh, this is uh, another movie off our uh, Hello Nasty list. Hello Nasty! Which is the UK video nasty list where they put a bunch of graphic movies and tell them that it's illegal to own. Too prude for fun movies. This movie, I'm not quite sure how it made it. Yeah. It's pretty just mundane and... It's, Bad effects. It's a hour and a half of a... It's a movie! This is the kind of episode that we are definitely going to recommend... Or, sorry, movie we're definitely going to recommend to our buddies at Horrible Horror. Uh, check them out, the Horrible Horror Podcast. It's so bad, it's scary. Marshall and Aaron, if you guys are listening, you guys definitely want to put this on your list. Uh, you would... Uh, it's right up your alley. That's called a shout-out, boys. So, uh, we got through the first episode. Uh, had some fun doing it. Uh, now we're on our second one here. We've got our beers. We've got our whiskey. We've got our Jason Voorhees action figures. For moral support. And we are uh, ready to kick it off. Oof. So you, you want to dive on into this, man? Yeah, fuck, why not? All right. Today's wonderful movie is Do Not Go Into the Woods Alone. Or Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Fun fact, if you want to watch this, it's on Tubi. No, it isn't. It's on fucking Blu-ray, DVD, VHS. Actually, just don't even bother seeking it out. You don't want to watch it. But if you try to find it, you'll come across this 2010 comedy musical called Don't Be in the Woods Alone. So uh, director uh, James Bryan, uh, who also did Hell Riders, a bunch of porn movies. Hell Riders says Adam West, by the way. It's not too bad. That sounds redeemable. He did a lot of porn. Bless his heart. He also was the sound effects editor for Wait. Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master. Adam West did a bunch of porn? No, James Bryan. I'd well, watch an Adam West porn. Dude, why not? Yeah. We all Batman and stuff. I'm about to come in your face. Is That's he, Shatner. I was going to say, is he Shatner? Close enough. Uh, I will say Adam West, uh, rest in peace, was a very nice guy. I got to meet him a couple times. I uh, really enjoyed him. Uh, back to the movie. Um, the cast and crew here, nobody uh, worthy at all. Uh, we've got Jack McClelland. He plays Peter. Uh, this is his only film. Then he had a... Shocker. 
Then he had a couple small TV roles. And you're going to see a theme here with this. Uh, Mary Gale Arts, she plays Ingrid, her only acting credit. This is literally the most famous person in the movie. Uh, she moved on to be a casting director in Hollywood for several studios. Uh, oh, yeah. So for even some big-name movies, including Halloween 2, which actually came out the same year this did. So she was kind of acting and working in Hollywood, kind of yeah, double-dipping. what would you rather watch? Oh, uh, this movie, all day long. Hands down. Halloween what? Uh, James P. Hayden plays Craig. This is his only acting credit. Fucking Craig. Angela Brown, who plays Joanne, who they actually called Joni in the whole fucking movie. I was going to say, are you fibbing to me, buddy? She did this movie, one TV movie, and then she moved on to producer for several shows. Ken Carter, who plays the sheriff. Uh, this is his only acting credit. Uh, he was uh, a Texas radio personality for like 40 years. And then Tom Drury, who plays our maniac, old Mardi Gras beard face. Fucking Mardi Gras face. Uh, this is his only on-screen acting credit. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> and he did voiceover work for one movie uh, following this movie. He was apparently like some kind of local celebrity in Utah. He was like some kind of country singer bullshit. Yeah, there's uh, so I got some trivia on that too later on. But he is—he was like a local musician and got discovered for this movie. And, and then his career do ended. The air parentheses on discovered. <laughs> and then his career ended. Woof. Uh, the movie was released in 1981. Um, if you listen to our first episode uh, for the burning, much better movies were released this year. Uh, I won't go over all of them like I did that time, but uh, this movie came up against Evil Dead, Halloween Two, The Howling, The Burning, The Prowler, Just Before Dawn. Friday the 13th Part 2, etc. So, I mean, I I'm, can understand why it didn't do well. And uh, also, when you watch the movie, you can understand why it did even worse. You'd have a better time dropping a dictionary on your cockhead than watching this fucking movie. <laughs> Take my word. Uh, how to watch. Uh, as Nacho's already pointed out, you can get it on VHS. Uh, there was a 2006 DVD version that had a couple special features but nothing real fancy and then a blu-ray version it's a blu-ray dvd double pack uh that was put out by vinegar syndrome uh it has thanks same... guys <laughs> uh, i mean at least it's on blu-ray it has the same special features as the 2006 dvd plus some additional commentary by uh another like horror movie podcast and uh, it has like the script that you can check out as well yeah because i want to read this fucking movie we watched it on blu-ray uh, I believe it's on Tubi as well, uh, so you can check it out if you got Tubi. It's free. It's a free app. It's got a bunch of different movies on there. Uh, Treasures. It's got I TV feel like shows. they should be fucking sponsoring us the way we've been sucking their dicks off. I like Tubi. I really do. It's, you know. They got a lot of shit, but they got some fucking treasures. They have Project Metal Beast. I'm spreading that fucking Bible. I don't give a shit. Uh, I really uh, love to hate dead time stories. Uh, <laughs> and it's on there, but they do also have like stuff that's like already on prime and on Hulu. So I'm not sure if like they got an account and they just sponsor it and then like get to borrow not from really it. Not sure how that works, but, um, cause they've got like motel hell on there. The only pisser is there's commercial breaks, but they don't get obscene with it. I think you get about four. They have, um, oh my God, the Malibu express and hard ticket to Hawaii. If you've never seen that movie, don't be an idiot. Just get a bunch of beers, get a bunch of your buddies, sit down, watch this 80s titties fest. I'm getting off topic. Moving on. Well, I know you love uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It's fucking so... It's a master... It's I put it up there with Ninja 3. That's how magic it is. Ninja 3, the domination? Fucking A. Ooh, buddy. All right. So. We're talking about much better movies. This is how into this movie we are. 
It's not great. But our podcast about it is much better than the movie is. Uh, so to start out, uh, our film begins. Hold uh, up. I, I got something. Go ahead. So right off the back, uh, <clears throat> Cincinnati Jeff said vinegar syndrome. I know I was in bad shape when I saw the vinegar syndrome logo. Uh, show up because it's some stripper chick and then like her leg fills with piss like it's a mug of beer and uh vinegar syndrome already sounds like an std um like <laughs> hey man don't laugh my kid was born with vinegar syndrome he smells like piss but if you jam a chicken bone up his ass it gets all rubbery i think the logo like that they were going for is filled with piss and vinegar oh fuck me let's not do their job for him, man that's a little too clever <laughs> For uh, by the way, if anybody from Vinegar Syndrome is out there listening, um, hey, I at least appreciate that you put the movie out. I, despite it being good or bad, I enjoyed owning it. Uh, I got it for cheap on Amazon. Uh, I think on Prime Day, I paid like ten bucks for it. So, that's not bad. No, I mean for ten bucks, I learned a lesson. I mean that's a pretty expensive coaster, but whatever. And every time people come over, they're like, "Oh, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh, you should watch it. You'll really like it." And then they befriend me later on because they're like, "This motherfucker right, that, lied to me." <laughs> your wheelhouse of friends is down to me. <laughs> <laughs> so our film begins with several shots of the mountain wilderness in Utah, which we don't know. We actually had to look this up where it was, uh, where a girl is running through the woods while screaming. She's tackled. As she falls into the water, and the water that she's lying in turns bloody, but you don't see what has grabbed her, or if she was killed. Spoiler alert, she's killed off screen. Death number one. Bitches be tripping. <laughs> so next, it cuts to four hikers uh, stopping to check the scenery for, like, all of three seconds. We get no information about these guys, and then... It moves right on to a well-dressed gentleman, likely overdressed for being this deep in the woods as this motherfucker is in a three-piece suit and he's bird-watching through his binoculars when he is suddenly struck on the cheek by a rock. Nope. Nope. No, you're wrong. Somebody throws a fucking fistful of ketchup at his face. He stumbles around like a dipshit. He turns around and I guess his arm fell off. So whatever happens to this guy, it happens fast and like... And I guess he's dead now. Whatever struck him in the fucking cheek... Uh, like just split his fucking cheek open and like blood's going everywhere and he's like holding his cheek and it's not a great effect. He turns around. All of a sudden his arm falls off. Yep. Now I want to say thank God that it wasn't the arm holding binoculars because if you can see how well dressed this gentleman he's is. a dapper motherfucker. You know that those binoculars weren't cheap because the motherfucker's hiking in a three-piece suit. I thought they were Bonio Oculars. So Professor Browncoat stumbles around uh, and then all of a sudden... He is, like, just stabbed off screen, and... Death number two. Birdman doesn't fly in any weather because he's fucking dead. I mean, how are you going to fly with one arm? Flap, flap, motherfucker. Uh, Now, this all happens literally within the first fucking minute. You get two, two deaths. It's, like, four minutes in, like post the credits but just one minute in of the actual movie it just moves really fast there's not a lot that goes on in this movie plot wise but there is a ton of shit that happens on the screen i appreciate the gumption and the moxie of of this film you know we have two dead before the credits even fucking roll or do they i don't remember it doesn't matter anyway um you're going to notice that this is a kind of ongoing theme with this movie. They introduce a lot of characters. Yeah, you thought of Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. 
just introducing, oh, they're going to die, but... Well, they just, they come in, and they're killed off within minutes. Seconds. Um, so, now we're back to our four hikers that we just got introduced to, uh, and they're looking for their friend Peter. As they find him, Craig starts Oof. spouting off hiking tips with his fucking cowboy hat. This dude, this dude, yeah, I called him fucking Kmart Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park, because... I can't master Craig. Can't master Craig, dude. He he's he's such a fucking boner. Um. So he, I love that he like closes out his, his advice with never go into the woods alone. Oh, that's rule number three. Out and, of his three rules. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Craig. Really appreciate it. Even Peter mocks him because he knows that that advice is pretty fucking stupid. And the dialogue in this scene is just terrible. It's ridiculously loud, so I guess maybe they were trying to record them on set and then had them come in and do voiceovers. Fun fact, every line of dialogue in this movie is a voiceover. Is it really? Shit you not. Okay. Uh, so, real quick, we have Camp Master Craig looking for Peter. Right. <clears throat> and then two other humans. I didn't know. I don't want to be that guy. I'm like are these i don't want to throw out pronouns and shit like that and i understand that <laughs> I, the, I know what you're getting at the 80s were a very bad time to have hair oh such bad haircuts in this movie Wolf. such bad everything uh, but but i do have the rules so the rules of the woods are number one do not panic number two he doesn't actually say what the second thing is he just spouts off a bunch of bullshit about creeks and getting high in trees or something and number three is be sure to say the name of the movie for the viewers in case they manage to forget already. They're ladies. Um, the redhead is Ingrid, and the other one is Joanny. Joanny. Like, in the credits, her name is Joanne, and on IMDb, her name is Joanne, but they just call her Joanny the whole time. I'm, I mean, I get it. It's, like, it's not a shorter version of Joanne, by the way. It's, I'll like, ask my mom. The way it's spelled uh, when you turn on the closed captioning, it's the same amount of letters. So... Immediately after he just drops a fucking textbook of rules on him, Peter jumps off a log. Camp Master Craig, Peter, don't jump around in the woods. Holy shit, Camp Master Craig is a fucking drag. They should tie him to a tree and let wolves mutilate his junk. So uh, while this is all going on, out of sight, our maniac is watching these four. And as they continue to hike on, Ingrid asks about bears. And this is, I got two lines in this movie that I just thought were just fucking awesome. Uh, the first one here is Craig goes, the most feared animal in the woods is man. Oh my God, dude, that's such cornball shit. Well, Craig is going to learn that lesson the hard way. We get some pretty cool landscape, though. I will give this movie props for visually. It's pretty. Like this, what, Utah? Mm -hmm. This whole area, that's fucking real pretty. Great mountains and all that shit. And I'm like, I'm caught up in the scene. I'm just like, oh, look at all this scenic. And then as soon as Craig opens his fucking mouth, I'm just ripped out of the fucking moment. Man, it's a dick animal. It's like, motherfucker. It is gorgeous. I mean, and I'm definitely going to touch on that in the final thoughts for sure. Uh, but it is actually a really nice area. And it's impressive how they got some of this. Uh, so we cut to a badly dressed couple. Uh, apparently, <laughs> it's Dale and his mother. That has nothing <laughs> to do with the four friends from before. A.K.A. Hot Pink Sam Kinnison and his fucking <laughs> uh, Mama Frumpington. Fucking Sam. Mom, I'm going to get this shot. 
fucking train enthusiast. And the whole time this is going on, they're playing some kind of Chuck Jones, Tom and Jerry, MGM era. <laughs> that is a fucking cartoon deep cut. One better. Possibly it sounds like it's something off the Laugh Olympics. It's some real cornball shit. Anyway, Jeff, go ahead. So these two fools are now climbing up the mountain as Dale wants to get a shot with his camera of the train pulling in. What fucking train? Yeah, you never see this train, but apparently it's there. Uh, and his mother is shouting annoyingly for him to wait for her, uh, but she's not going to fucking keep up in her moo and flip-flops. Uh, but So Dale doesn't Oh, listen. those aren't, that's not proper hiking equipment? Oh, man. It's the only way I hike. I'd love me some moose. You get just breezy under there. I, I don't even wear underwear when I do it. It's just au natural. Yeah, dog, it's a moomoo. We get it. <laughs> uh, so as he's trying to climb the mountain, he is then strangled and then thrown off the cliff. So you see him being strangled with his camera strap, and then the next shot, his body just bloody and mutilated, just hits the fucking ground. Then we cut to death three, pink Sam can't... Ugh. Uh, screaming McPink, dude. Kensington, why the fuck? I didn't... Oh, it's too damn hot for a penguin. <laughs> he gets splatted. So then it cuts to his mother, who's on the ground on all fours, bleeding, and she's then killed off screen. We cut back to Dale, who is just a bloody fucking mess. And then, like, right next to that, there's just some couples splish-splashing in some waterfall or some shit. Yeah, we like, never see him again. No, they're, that happens a bunch in this movie, too. So they're, like, right below where fucking Dale's bloody-ass corpse is, and they're just playing in this waterfall, splashing each other, and it's like, ah. A competent writer and or director would have it to where their blood trickles off, and then, oh my god, the couple gets splashed with it. No. Not in Don't Go Alone in the Woods. <laughs> just they're, they're too too rebellious for that. It they're just, doing their own thing. It made me think of that scene in The Simpsons where they're stealing the lemon tree. And it's, wake up, boy. There's a doings a transpiring. It's like, come on, man. Like You can't fucking sense that shit's going on around you. Um, back to our four friends as they uh, seem to be a little lost, despite fucking expert mountain climber Craig and his sweet-ass advice. Uh, they decide to camp out for the night and look for the cabin they were trying to find in the morning. Uh, spoiler alert, there's no cabin. <laughs> uh, cut to town, and a county deputy is driving around town, and he's headed to the sheriff's office to answer the call about some weirdo walking around the woods, and he was spotted near the general store. Oh, they're talking about Birdman, right? Professor Birdman? Uh, I think they might be talking about Mardi Gras face. Oh, uh, so I just want to point out, the deputy kind of looks like a bunk-ass James Franco, and then like, I'm stepping on your toes, go ahead. No, 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 go, go on. Alright, so let's cut to the local police department, where the police have a deal with some pesky missing person reports. Deputy James Franco starts making gay bear jokes, and then holy fucking shit, Steve Christie from Friday the 13th shows up, but... He swapped out his Daisy Dukes and kerchief for a gun and a badge. Not really. He just looks like him. <laughs> Steve Christie, you, you blowing smoke up my pooter. Sheriff goes to the local gas and sip to flap jaws with a young Dr. Phil about the Birdman from earlier. Well, while Before they get there, while they're driving around the mountain, uh, the sheriff uh, gets out of the car to kind of view like the scenery, you know, and... Out of nowhere comes this girl who is apparently roller skating 
down the mountain. What fucking offer? How do I not have that? Wait. My next line is these whole, this whole place is full of idiots. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's like a dirt road. They pull off to the side and then here comes this chick and she's on the, like the old school roller skates, not like blades, right? The quad bangers. Right. And she's just going down and she's like, watch out. The sheriff just stand like steps back. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, darling. And she just moseys on through. And he doesn't say a word about it. Like, this is a normal thing for them, apparently. We watch her zoom out of scene, and I predict she eats shit. Oh, I hope so. I absolutely hope so. So now it's nighttime, and our four hikers are sitting around the campfire as Craig is telling bad ghost stories. My God. (laughs) During the story, uh, Craig farts, asks anyone if they can smell it, and they all get pissed off at him. This is Craig, our fucking hero. I I don't know. This dude's a piece of shit. I hate him. Joni puts a hoodie on. She looks like a mole rat had sex with Steve Buscemi. And she burrows back in her sleeping bag. Um. Uh, So elsewhere, we have a couple... uh, Dick and Cherry, and you I know you got a lot to say on it, so take it away, my friend. Alright, so we cut to the Farrah Fawcett mobile fuck dungeon where I know he said real names, but this chick has a fucking nose on her. She looks like Sauron from the X-Men, you know, the fucking comics and cartoons and shit. Carl she, Lycos? Don't you fucking name drop. Uh looks like the fucking Savage Land. And uh, old boy looks like Jimmy Carter are trying to smash nasties. She starts squawking about somebody trying to peep a, uh, try to peep at her cloaca. That's the part of a bird where the fuck happens. It's a like a shoot that comes out of a shoot, and then you stick your bird. To... I am not a birdologist. You should just Google it. Anyway, she's worried that somebody Mardi Gras face is a peep in her fucking cloaca. So, Jimmy gets buck wild, straps the fuck up and uh, with his piece, and goes to put some holes in a peep and Tom. Right, yeah, so his chick's getting all upset here, and he's like, I'll go take care of this. I got it, honey. I'm the best. Yeah. I can shoot anything. Wh- whoever's out there, I'll go take care of him right now. And he he grabs, like, a twenty two because... Whoa, hot dog. It's like, hey, man, like, we just you're going to commit, like, nothing, assault? Nothing like a trusty blaster by your side. <laughs> so, fake-ass Luke Skywalker and this fucking, like, little kimono is stumbling around in the woods like it's like a silk like robe he brought his fuck attire on and the van the whole time you get a good shot of the van it's like uh this like mauve carpet and like fuzzy oh shit yeah let's describe this fucking hearts on the inside of it piece somebody like etched in with a steak knife on the side of the van just married or something and then like it looks like Muppet pubes all on the inside of the fucking van. And on the roof of the van, there's the classic Farrah Fawcett with her uh, uh, thumb nipples poking through her fucking red get up. Because I get when you got to plow down on fucking bird face, you got to stare up at the ceiling. <laughs> uh, so fake ass Luke Skywalker stumbling around the woods with his blaster parentheses. And I guess we hear a Wawa pedal and uh, he f- gets freaked out to death. Death five. Red leaders down. <laughs> so Dick is kind of killed off screen, and then the his his girlfriend here, old fucking Gene Simmons hook, uh, starts to get a little scared in the van, locks the doors, and grabs the only weapon she can find 
like a tiny marble statue. Why the fuck is that in there? It's like that statue of Elvis from the Saved by the Bell episode. Oh, shit. I mean, it's not Elvis, but it is what it reminded me of. It's it, like, this is what you're going to arm yourself with? It's like, in fucking Metal Gear, the statue you shoot to distract Psycho Manus. <laughs> All right. Soran, Soran is flapping around inside the birdcage, a.k.a. the mobile fuckmobile, when Jim Skywalker spits Heinz 57 all over the window and somebody does the best T-Rex flex impersonation to flip the van, a.k.a. the birdcage, a.k.a. the fair faucet fuckwagon, all the way down into the careen, just like in Jurassic Park. So, yeah, so he... Hold up, hold up. The van catches on fire and Fled, Fred Flintstone gets real fucking excited because he smells some barbecue pterodactyl wings. Death six, yabba dabba, do not. So, uh, and I'm done. What, what Nachos missed there is that, that the maniac who you don't see outside doing this is banging Dick's dead corpse against the fucking window of the van here. T-Rex flexing. And every time he fucking does it, like blood spatters on it and she's getting freaked out and the van's fucking rocking. And it's not like a big, but it's a VW micro bus. But, uh, it's a beautiful, like, roll stun yeah, explosion. Apparently, the uh, Mardi Gras face here can can just lift cars without question because he fucking just Hulk's rolls the fuck it. out. Just fucking evil Superman from Superman 3 style, just tips it over. It goes downhill. And they, I, there's no way they, like, rented the, a crane. To there's get this your out. budget. That's a one and done. That, that van has to still be there. Like, there's no way in hell that it's because it fucking goes downhill, gets all fucking trashed, and they just set it on fire. And, I'm just surprised that they even, like, went the extra mile for that one. All right, so I got a Jurassic Park. Oh, and Cherry's still inside, by the way, and burns to death. That's the, ter- yeah, her pterodactyl. Oh, so I'm making an X-Men Jurassic Park crossover. We got Dr. Grant. We got Sauron from the fucking, um, the Savage Lands. And then just like in Jurassic Park, when the fucking T-Rex kicks the van down the fucking, the shit, there you go. <laughs> That's right, Steven Spielberg, clearly you saw Don't Go Alone in the Woods, and you got really fucking inspired. I would watch a live-action version of that, uh, but uh, Seagal has to play Dick. <laughs> Just get Jimmy Carter, man. He's still kicking, I think. I don't I don't think at all when I watch this movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thinking not acquired. <laughs> so in the morning, uh, our friends now, our four hikers, are continuing on with their hike. Uh, we then cut to the local airport uh, where the sheriff is getting into a plane to further investigate the reports of that weirdo moving through the woods. What's the what's it called? What's the plane called? I didn't catch it. What is it? Skyhawk 2. What happened to Skyhawk 1? You don't want to know. <laughs> it's in a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this seems like a huge waste of government funds uh, to me, by the way. Uh, but, you know, hey, they got to keep that budget, right? If you don't spend it, they're going to make it smaller. And during this time, uh, we have an artist and her young daughter uh, set up in the woods where the artist is painting the scenery and her daughter is like in one of those bouncy seats but tied to a tree so she can't go anywhere. Oh, you're giving her way too much credit. The, the fucking toddler is like when Spider-Man defeats a, a, a fucking rogue on the street, he just like tethers him up in a street lamp. This is the predicament the kid's in. Sh- that kid's just hanging like a goddamn teabag. Like, this is fun, uh, mom. And the mom's like not near her. She's like off away, but can kind of see yeah, her. Yeah, fucking parent of the ward a year goes to. Yeah, no shit. So uh, as she's painting, Lady Bob Ross is stabbed <laughs> repeatedly. She gets it. By the maniac. 
And this is your first on-screen death, by the way. But you still don't ever see the maniac, old Mardi Gras face here. But, I mean, he works this girl. And she, like, is dying on, like, her canvas. And just, it looks like she's getting fucked from behind. It's not a great scene at all. I have, we have the POV. We run up on one of the cars from the Friday the 13th video game. I got the battery. Do you got the keys? Um, and we creep up on the artist mom who looks like Eric Stoltz from The Mask because she's got a big-ass potato head. Um, ah, then the maniac starts finger-painting with a steak knife. And uh, fucking barbecue sauce goes everywhere because there's no blood in this movie. It's just barbecue sauce. Um, and then after all this takes place, he kidnaps the little girl. Somebody took my baby! Meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, Peter, who's one of the four hikers, takes off by himself after he was explicitly, explicitly told not to do that by his buddy Craig. And, you know, I can't believe that he's going to do this. Um, so he takes off by himself while everyone is resting. Uh, and he's scared when he runs into another hiker. Like, he, he just, it's just a guy. This dude's a dipshit. Uh, everyone mocks Peter, uh, for being such a pussy when he gets As back. As he should. Yeah. And then the group decides they're going to make camp again. I mean, meanwhile, again, never finding the cabin that they referenced that they were supposedly looking for. We are now officially 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And now, so Peter's ran off. He's gotten scared. Comes back. Gets pissed off at his buddies for making fun of him. So what does he do? He takes off again. That'll learn him. Because he just loves having everyone laugh at him. Didn't he hear the three rules of the movie we mentioned earlier? Yeah. Peter also learns the hard way. So as the sun sets... Oh my god. We are introduced to another fucking couple, randomly out of nowhere, and we don't even get names. No. We get straight murder. They're, yeah, they're just... Their screen time, two seconds, welcome to murder. And I wouldn't even say this is a couple, because they're clearly sleeping in separate sleeping bags. And it's at a different campsite. Yeah, when you go else. camping, do you sleep in the same sleeping bag with your gal, though? Uh, as often as I cannot, because I am straight Dutch oven in that chick. <laughs> uh, so old fucking Mardi Gras face shows up. He, and this is actually kind of fun. He seals the dude inside his sleeping bag, and then he just throws him down the hill. And then at the same time, after he's done that, he crushes his lady's skull with a giant rock while she's asleep. Ties her in his sleeping bag as well. And then this is where it gets busy. The man is then stabbed to death. And then the maniac takes the chick who's tied up in the sleeping bag. Hangs her from a tree while she's still inside. Then he decides to just pelt her with large fucking rocks for a while. And then he goes and fucking stabs her a whole bunch. Death number eight. Lady gets proto sleeping bag to death. We all know the iconic Friday the 13th part. V-I-I, sleeping bag death. And death number nine, black dude over re reacts to death. <laughs> so then we go back to our friends, Craig, Joni, and Ingrid. Do we, do we Ingrid. have to go back to them? Well, Can yeah. we just end the movie there? I wish. Ugh. And they're all pondering if Peter's okay. And uh, Peter, meanwhile, has made his own camp for the night. And his big tough ass is shouting to no one that he has a large shotgun and he would hate to have to use it on anyone who may approach him should they do so. Ue macho. Super macho there, Peter. Really buying it. And he's like, it's like shaky voice, like, I got this big shotgun. 
Boy, I hope nobody comes near me. I'd hate to have to use it. Do you remember in Halloween 4 when Jamie Lloyd is walking through the back alleys um, and she's afraid Uncle Boogeyman's out there? She's like, I have a big dog and he bites. <laughs> I think she sold that way better than Pita. But here's the thing about that. And this is what we're you're saying that is exactly what I was thinking of. That's something that kids do. I used to do stuff like that all the time. Like when I go to turn off the lights in my basement, which was like on the other side of the room away from the stairs, and I'd have to sprint to the stairs. Oh, buddy. I'd be shouting to no one in general, like, hey, I got herpes. Come and get it, motherfucker. Yeah, 11 year old me had a lot of herpes. Well, I mean, it, I'm glad you're sharing this with me. <laughs> so, and our wonderful listeners. Cue Sunrise, and Craig and Joni go off into the woods alone as Ingrid stays behind to what do wait they do? for Peter. Where do they go? Oh, they go off alone together in the woods. Dun, dun, dun. To make a little bump bump. And meanwhile, Peter is watching three other random people. Again, here's three people that were introduced for no reason, and these people you never see again. Not murdered, not anything. And he's just watching them. Like, he's fucking Alfred from The Burning. He's just peeping on this shit. That's called a callback. Uh, a fourth person enters the scene below, and he's ready to do some fishing, and he spots Peter in the trees. Okay, fuck this movie, but I actually will give this scene a pat on the back. It's quite competent as Peter is hiding, like, in that little, do we call that a cove? Yeah, he's, like, underneath a rock because directly above him, because it turns out the fisherman isn't looking at Peter. He's looking at Mardi Gras face. Right, but Peter's like, doesn't know it, so he's, like, waving at the fisherman. I don't want to say it, but Peter Jackson, you and your low tour shit, you straight ripped this scene <laughs> off with your little fucking hobbits hiding out, and we got the Nazgul's, right? Nazgul's? Yeah, but no one's waving at the Nazgul. I would. I'd wave at him. I'd be like, can I ride your dragon thing? He'd be like, give me a little boy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> wait, so I have... Because this motherfucker looks like Richard Dreyfus. So... Peter waves back stupidly, again, believing that the angler here, little Pokemon, well is, uh, you know, just being friendly. And then, as you know, like I said, the camera pans out and we see that the maniac is fucking standing on the ledge directly above Peter uh, while he's busy being a goofy pervert. And this is where we get our first full look at the killer. It's not quite close up on the face, but we get a full body and he is grisly as fuck. You can tell that he's got a fucking outfit made out of pelts. He's got some sort of like large sack over his right shoulder, and he's carrying this fucking massive-ass, like, club walking stick over the other. We then get a shot of a bear trap. Death number 10. Out of nowhere, swinging through the trees, and it goes straight into the fisherman's, like, unsuspecting face. This would have been a really cool death, but we don't see the bear trap clamp on. It's all from behind. Uh, and I would have loved to have actually seen, like, the fisherman, like, trip the wire. So I guess we're just supposed to assume that like the fisherman just like let it go or, or the, the the fucking maniac let it go and it swung down in his face like he had it planned the whole time. Uh, it clamps down and Peter watches all this, by the way. And the other three that I mentioned earlier, they're just fucking oblivious. Like they don't know what's going on despite being a mere 50 feet away from the fisherman. Cincinnati, Jeff, I barely know what's going on with this movie. The maniac then runs down and he finishes off the kill with this sharp end of his stick, and again, off-screen here. So we've seen the bear trap hit the dude on-screen. That was an ambitious part. I mean, and I, that could have been very cool, like, under certain circumstances. I'd but... love to see that in a modern horror movie with some practical effects. 
But again, you take the effort for that, but then you kill the guy off screen. And as he's doing this, he like the, the old fucking Mardi Gras face, like looks up at Peter and we get a good shot of the maniac's face. And this is why we've been calling him Mardi Gras face. This is the first time you've fucking seen his face. All right, so Jason Voorhees wears a mask. Leatherface wears a mask made out of other people's faces. Um, Cropsy, well, I mean, he's he, he's he got his fucked up face. Leslie Vernon. Leslie Vernon has a clever mask. Uh, I mean, we, we could do this shit all day. What is the maniac's disguise? So he's got... Mardi Gras beads, like a, like like two Mardi Gras necklaces, like spread across his face, like he's got. It's like a Spider Man mask, basically, but it's just two fuck. It's like an X going across his face. It's almost like when Professor X puts Cerebro on, kind of how like it has the droop, except it's it's terrible. Exactly, it's just like an X across his face. It's not covering shit. It's just two necklaces of Mardi Gras beads, like tied to his nasty ass. Who hair. the fuck thought that was like? This movie is fucking out there, dude. Like I don't get it. It's like, all right, so he's a big burly cave, or you know, woodland man. It's like, yeah, and he has a crazy walking stick. Yeah, that's awesome. What's his man? I don't. It's, um, it's, it's beads, beads on his face. It's like. Ooh, that sounds cool. It's like, no way do you see it. You're going to be very disappointed. Maybe this town has like their own Mardi Gras, kind of how like St. Louis does or some shit. I don't know. I don't know what time of the year it is. It's Utah. But all I know is it's fucking small enough that it technically only has like six buildings when we get the shot on Main Street earlier. But apparently it has its own airport and helicopter. (laughs) So if it's big enough for that, you know, hey, it's got to have a Mardi Gras. I don't know. Peter runs away. Instead of warning the other three that are nearby, again, completely oblivious, uh, as the uh, Mardi Gras beard face here gives chase. Meanwhile, Craig and Joni are making snare traps to capture small animals. Deadfall. And they start to goof off. So, like, he makes the trap, and she sets it, and it smashes his hand, and he goes to, like... So he shows her how to set the trap, and he's like, all right, stay right here and hold this string when we see an animal come pull it and he's like i'm gonna go check it so he like puts his hand down right and she just fucking pulls it and like crushes his hand with right. a rock and fuck that and then like he goes to like sympathy like oh my hand the fucking bitch punches it um yeah not because it's funny or anything it's because she's ugly like she is on the inside too <laughs> it's just it's such a mean-spirited fucking like have you ever like hit your fucking hand with a hammer and like all of a sudden your nail turns purple and stuff like that like that's what happened to this guy and he can tell he's super pissed and then she just keeps fucking around and he just like lets it go i mean he oh, must be he gets even though craig must be chill he does get even and all the while uh ingrid is just waiting back at camp with her fucking stupid haircut uh you know in case peter shows up i had that haircut when i was fucking nine years old <laughs> we all had that haircut at nine no years shit old. So Peter is now being chased by Mardi Gras face, and uh, he arms himself with a tree. Not Whoa. a branch, not a stick, not a log. Did we miss something? I... Nope, this is the this is it. He arms himself with a tree, and while this is going on, Craig and Ingrid decide that they should go looking for him, but Craig needs to wake up Joni first, because she's currently asleep. So he wants to pull a prank on her, to get him to get her back for obviously pranking him earlier. Right. His okay. Fingers. Here we are. And he proceeds to tie her up in her sleeping bag. Yep. What's it call her? He hangs her from a tree and all the while. And here is my second favorite line from the movie. 
Say uncle, you bag of bitch. You bag of bitch. And he calls her that so many fucking times. Say uncle, you bag of bitch. Say uncle, you bag of bitch. Bag of bitch. It's like, Craig, where's all your distinguished fucking hiking gentleman persona now? Yeah, you're, you're just chi- tying up fucking chicks and just beating them to death. It's not cool. He just needed to get his hand smashed and that hit the fucking trigger, dude. <laughs> He's all out. He's like one level below, like, you know what would be good to get back at you at? blindfolding you and pushing you down a cliff oh hey if you get back up just kidding by the way (laughs) it's a pretty solid scene i will say that for this movie it's got that going on and uh, while Joni's hanging from a tree our maniac old mardi gras face shows up and he kills craig by stabbing him several times death 11 shut up craig he cuts off one of his arms, and all the while, Joni's hanging from the fucking sleeping bag tree, and she's, like, starting to, like, gnaw her way through and, like, peel herself out, and she kind of sees the maniac. It's like, I thought she was going to emerge a better person, like a butterfly. No, she just, like, shows up. and She tries to, like, pull herself out like Ace Ventura from a rhinoceros' ass. That's beautiful. That's that's the money. And there's ketchup everywhere. The uh, the beard face here, old Mardi Gras face, he drags Craig through the woods as Joni escapes her sleeping bag prison and runs off. And then Ingrid comes in to investigate the screaming and discovers all this carnage and fucking Craig's arm before freaking out and running into the woods. Now everyone is lost in the woods alone. Idiots. Oh, great. Peter is still alive. Oh, thank you. That's our hero, by the way. The gang finds... A... Are we there yet? At the no oh god so peter makes it back to camp and he's nearly attacked by ingrid with a rock everybody just loves arming themselves with fucking small hard objects there's a dick joke to be made (laughs) but not on our podcast damn it my knife vibrates they uh hug it out and then they go to look for Joni. ingrid tells peter uh and his lucky tree you know, like, what's going on? And they find a cabin, by the way, as they're fucking looking for Joni. We never find out if it's the cabin they're originally looking for. And they begin to investigate it, realizing it's Mardi Gras Face's cabin. Things are starting to get real Friday the 13th Part 2 up in this bitch. During the search, uh, they set off this elaborate fucking pulley system. Like, this guy's all about physics. This is some Rune Goldberg-type device. I mean, the man can make his own clothes, but he somehow... In an amazing... Uh, deceptive mask made of beads. But he just has the best understanding of, like, simple machines and mechanics because he's got these fucking elaborate traps with fucking pulleys and shit swinging down. So they accidentally set up this trap like it's fucking One-Eyed Willie's fucking pirate ship. (laughs) And when that happens, uh, fucking, like, all this shit moves around and then, like, up pops Craig's body. Like it's the fucking game of Mousetrap. And uh, they freak the fuck out and leave. And this room is crazy. It's full of garbage, discarded food, like old fucking coolers that have been split in half, and a ton of like blankets that have been just like hung up, like it's like a like the garage band's practice room. It's like uh, if you went to a JC's haunted house, and they're like, "Shit, we have to stretch this space." Yeah, we'll hang some sleeping bags. I don't know. Oh, as Peter and Ingrid are getting the hell out of Dodge, like Shaggy and Scooby. The maniac here is stalking another unrelated hiker in the woods. This does get interesting, though. I do like this turn of events here. The new hiker spots the maniac's walking stick. It's got, like, like beads and shit that make noise. Jingle janglies. And so the new hiker can hear it, and the fucking maniac is purposely, like, trying to draw him out. Then he sets the stick down, and then it hides. And the new hiker 
was like, oh, check that out. I like that. I'm going to take that with me as I fucking continue my hike. The noise from this walking stick alerts Peter and Ingrid, who hide, because they're thinking that Mardi Gras face is after them, and they get ready to attack him as he passes by. So when this guy gets close, this innocent man with the Mardi Gras stick here, Peter jumps out of nowhere and without even fucking taking a second glance, stabs this guy in the fucking stomach. Thanks, Peter. Really appreciate it. Just goes in for the kill. Maims this dude out of nowhere for no fucking reason. This innocent guy. And then while this carnage is going on, fucking Mardi Gras face is up on top of the hill watching this all take place. And he starts fucking chucking sharp sticks down at everybody. So you got maimed hiker, Peter and Ingrid all just being rained fucking destruction on by these fucking sharp sticks. And he fucking impales new hiker guy, Mr. Innocent fucking stomach. wound. I have him rando McHiker hiker. <laughs> he gets fucking right in the fucking heart. So, he fucks him up even more than Peter did. This guy's having a shitty day. Uh, Ingrid takes a stick to the arm and then to the head. So now she's wounded. Now uh, These must be some fucking sharp sticks here. This guy's just got fucking traps all over the woods. Doesn't Peter scream like, I'm sorry! Yeah. I'm sorry! He's like apologizing to this I'm guy like it's going to make it better. A little late, buddy. Like a how deep late. are you in the woods? Like th- You're not going to fucking get this guy back. He's dead. Death 12, Rando's last hike. And that's why you never go in the woods alone. No shit. So now, as these two recuperate, Joni is still walking around the woods alone, even though Craig told her not to. It's a bad place to be. Rip Craig. Uh, as she stumbles upon a campsite that has been just fucked up. Like, shit spread everywhere. Right? Like, it's just fucking real messed up. Decimated. And she goes in, because she thinks it's a good idea to investigate. Hey, uh, I'm sure this pile of garbage is probably pretty fucking safe. And she gets... Can we get a jump scare? I haven't seen one in a little bit. Here it comes right here, my friend. shit! She's scared from a dead body that she finds. This fucking thing all of a sudden fucking swings down out of nowhere from a fucking tree. It's just some fucking random white dude. Death 13. Some dead guy... He's just hanging around. <laughs> and she just fucking flips out. And before running back off into the woods, um, we get Peter and Ingrid who decide to spend the night. And they, after they do this, they wake up and, you know, they've been cuddling each other. And they like, look, so, oh, hey, uh, looks like we are actually close to town. A ski lift, a.k.a. civilization. Right. Uh, and they can Let's see it from the their Let's get the fuck spot. out of here and leave Joni alone. Let's see ya. In the woods. So, Peter and Ingrid are now safe, right? They're in a hospital. Their wounds are being attended to as the sheriff is sitting around in the waiting room discussing what to do next. And Peter is upset that Joni is still out there in the woods. Now he's upset. He's not upset before. No, this dude has been a fucking piece of human garbage the entire movie, just being a jack-off. You know what? He probably hit fucking survival mode and was like, ooh. Gonna mansplain it to Ingrid here. Right. <laughs> so he, he decides that these pigs can't save his friend. Only he can do it. So after fucking freaking out on a local doctor, he goes back into the woods alone. Why? Despite what our buddy Craig here warned him exactly not to do at the beginning of the fucking film, 
But hey, Craig was an expert, and he still died, so what the fuck does he know? Can't master Craig? You pushing up them desois. That's French for daisies. <laughs> Joni comes across uh, fucking Mardi Gras Face's cabin. It's apparently a super hot spot here in the woods. Right. And she arms herself with a rock, because, again... Chicks just love grabbing big objects. Uh, Jeff, do you remember the Friday the 13th video game? No, the old one. What did they start you with? Some rocks. Rocks. I mean, I go dagger every time. It's a weapon. As soon as you can do it. The rocks, they like arch over you when you throw them I go with just uh, hitting the eject button and taking that game out and playing fucking Contra. My Nintendo doesn't have an eject button. Does yours? Uh, So you're trying to tell me uh, Sega does what Nintendo... (laughs) I don't think Sega had an eject button. Mine did. Your Sega Genesis had an eject button? Yeah. My Super Nintendo has an eject button. You would. <laughs> so, as she's hanging out in the cabin with her rock, uh, and then she drops it to pick up a log. You stupid bitch. Stop. Before venturing inside, uh, the maniac here catches her in his house. He's not pleased, by the way. Because he... This is is pretty fucking brutal, dude. Well, she's in his room of hanging blankets, garbage, and Craig's dead body. (laughs) And he hacks her to death with a machete. I mean, like, not one or two, but this probably, fuck, I don't know, 15 times? That was was pretty rough. Oh, he goes to town on her. Like like Corey Feldman in Friday 4. Die! Die! Death 14, Joni gets hacked the fuck up. Well, Peter, you tried, I guess. You know, you're yeah. not the savior friend here, and you didn't do a good job. So now we cut to a man. A character we have never seen before. Oh, that sounds familiar. Some poor schlub in a fucking wheelchair. Hey, this is the mountain that has, like, roller skate chicks, so why not? But this dude... It has a bike lane, apparently, with smooth asphalt. <laughs> so This dude is working hard to go up the mountain he stops to catch his breath because he's in a wheelchair a poor guy i mean not i mean like i respect that man you know do your thing but you know what i don't appreciate the fucking yuck yuck music as the poor bastard's trying to catch his breath and just like hey guy in a wheelchair that you don't know how they work because you're in a wheelchair there's a fucking break on it, homie you could have pulled it and here's the thing this is an electric wheelchair homeboy's working on arm power alone dude that upper body strength what the fuck right that's our jerk-off champion. <laughs> That's a callback. And here's the thing. It just cuts away from this guy. Nothing happens. You're just introduced to him for like 10 seconds, if that, and then gone. Cincinnati, here's the problem here. He was beating his meat. You know, beating his schlong last night, so it drained his energy. That's <laughs> that's the that's the issue. So, we, we meet our friend Editorial here in the wheelchair. Note. <laughs> See episode one. We meet our friend in the wheelchair, and then it cuts to the search party of local cops and just regular guys, and they're getting organized uh, to head out to the woods to find the maniac and also Peter, who has clearly left the hospital. Did you see how sad the fucking sheriff's face got when they told him, nope, no helicopter, we don't have it in the budget. Sorry, guys. Already took it out once. And, uh, you know, all the while, wheelchair guys are just struggling. The sheriff then... Oh, wow, the wheelchair guy fell over. That's very clever, right? Dude, he just, he's going up the hill, and he struggles in like a pothole or something, and he falls out of his fucking chair. This like, dude ain't catching no breaks. Like like Lieutenant Dan, when he's trying to appease those two whores at the New Year's <sighs> Eve party. Just like, they just laugh at him. Making my heart make a fucking frowny face. You're hurting my feelings. Right, here. it's just this guy, and he's just working his ass off to get up the mountain for whatever reason, and it's then he just It's for him. Falls. He wanted to. That's his Mount Everest. That's... <laughs> 
That's his achievement. He's Might like, as well be. Oh, no shit, because he sure as fuck died up there. Spoiler alert! The sheriff, uh, who is now by himself, against all odds, finds this cabin. This magnificent, beautiful fucking cabin that everybody seems to fucking find. And by magnificent, I mean massive piece of shit. And he decides to investigate it, just like Joni, just like Peter and Ingrid. And he finds all kinds of trinkets, like name tags from, like, people working at Wendy's and, like, license, like, driver's licenses. And he... Almost the hills have eyes-ish in kind of callback to a much better movie. And he also finds, like, tons of garbage. Oh, and I forgot to mention, by the way, when Joni, before she got all hacked up and she drops her rock to pick up a log... Talking to eat garbage out that cooler? Yeah, she, like, finds this old beat-up cooler, and she's, like, so hungry from being out in the woods for so long. I'm gonna lick this wrapper! It's, like, licking, like, looks like... Uh, paper plates that have been like Mike, like had microwave nachos or like mac and cheese on it. She's like licking it. Hey, I'm not proud. I'd have the same shit, man. She is so hungry. So the sheriff's in the cabin now, and he comes across uh, Joni's dead corpse. Oh my god, is it another jump scare? <laughs> and thunk? Peter gets to the cabin only to find the sheriff and the deputy now moving Joni's body out of out of there. So like he realizes he's gone back in the woods for fucking nothing. And I guess he kind of loses it a little bit. At least like he doesn't tried. go down to the sheriff's like, "Hey, man, I'm here." He's just like watching. He's he is just Alfred. He's pulling an Alfred. <laughs> we get another quick shot of Captain Wheelchair and his mountain struggle, right? And then we go back to the search party at base camp, and the cops are deciding their next move as Ingrid shows up. The doctors thought it might be a good idea if she was nearby. Have a little tag along. Yeah, in case, like, Peter comes back and they gotta talk him into not hurting anybody. Like, let's not worry about the mental well-being of her. Hey, you know that place you were at when you were alone in the woods? Uh, let's bring you back there fucking five hours later. And I guess, like, you know, hey, six hours in the hospital where she's actually in a bed and gown. You see her earlier, like... Now she's in her clothes, and it's like, hey, you've had enough time to heal from the sharp stick to the arm and the one to the head. And, like, they say that she's just there to, again, talk Peter down in case he is going to hurt anybody. But the whole time, Ingrid is just eyeing up the machete that... Uh, Way to go, cops. Don't put that shit in a fucking evidence bag and then put it in a locker. Just have that rusty fucking murder weapon hanging out in arm's reach next to the clearly psychologically damaged woman... And if you're wondering, this is the same machete that uh, Mardi Gras face introduced Joni to a little bit earlier. The machete. So now we're back to Professor X, and he's finally made it up to the mountain. It's like da 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 da. He is enjoying his view. He it's a majestic For, outlook, like um, on the mountains. The man finally accomplished his goal that he set out to do by himself because he's also alone in the woods. Before Mardi Gras face decapitates him. <laughs> With his stick. Hey, man, that was like a really sharp stick, though. <sighs> the sharpest, I guess. Death 15. Wow. For real? <laughs> <laughs> I get one every now and again. So the sun goes down and Ingrid... And the moon comes up. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. The sun goes down and the moon comes up. And Ingrid is now missing from... Search party HQ. Manhunt continues. The cops talk about how they can't go looking for her because it's too dark and they're lazy. Oh my god, we're almost to the end of this fucking movie. Hey, but it's cool because Ingrid's like wrapped in a blanket that her insurance just paid for and she's armed with Joni's best friend, Machete. Machete Phil. As morning comes now. All over our face. So we're like on the fifth day here. Um, everyone is out on the prowl. The cops, Peter, Ingrid, 
and Mardi Gras face. <laughs> Mardi Gras face finds Peter first before anybody else can, and they start to fight as Ingrid comes running in to save the day. Peter sets up an elaborate ruse with his shirt. Oh yes, this this is amazing. Uh, so Peter takes his fucking haggard ass pink. What is he barely even a shirt anymore? It's like a fucking crop top tank top. Wraps it around. No, he, like, stuffs it with, like, weeds and shit to make it look like he's, like, laying down in the woods. Now, as a master of deception and a guy that's seen a couple episodes of Scooby-Doo, this dog won't hunt. But apparently Mardi Gras fucking bead head man has had too many hurricanes and he's fucking looped for the go. Thinks it's a human and starts attacking it with what? This giant stick, I guess. Big ass stick. So, here's John Rambo. Running off with his fucking trap set. Danger first blood. He spears the maniac with in the shoulder with a sharp stick. Just how the maniac did to fucking... Ha ha, motherfucker. Earlier. How this, you like it? This whole fucking mountain is just like filled with the sharpest fucking sticks in the world. Peter and Ingrid then hug it out again as the maniac gets up to run these two down. Peter trips the maniac and while yes, he's down... Yes, he does! He like fucking sweeps the leg Johnny. Right. So while he's down... Him and Ingrid go to town on his ass. Wait a minute, we missed we missed a pivotal plot point before any of this occurs. Uh, fucking Captain Ewok, uh, fucking Mardi Gras beads sets a box down. You're this, right. This fucking uh box he's been carrying around with him the whole time. I wonder what's in it. Ask Kevin Spacey. I mean, he's not in it the whole time, but he does have it a cup in a couple of scenes. But don't, you are right. He's, don't defend this. He sets movie. this shit down near where the carnage is about to happen, and Ingrid and Peter just fucking work his ass which good oh they fucking co-op bro-op his corpse they're stabbing and shanking and smashing oh, yeah. and kicking and so just... peter is just hitting him with his favorite stick and ingrid is just going down machete town with fucking Joni's favorite machete or is there a pickaxe at some point or am i no nah, what the fuck am i, I don't think so what i'm thinking of a watching? better movie <laughs> Curse of the 49 Yeah, Miner's Massacre <laughs> up for this bitch. All the while, the cops are slowly coming onto the scene here because they hear all this ruckus. I'm sorry, dude. I'm the sheriff. Wait, he's dead. The sheriff's not dead. Well, he's dead to me. <laughs> I would just put my gun away and be like, yeah, get him, boys. So they're bringing the ruckus like Wu-Tang Clan. And uh, the oh, fuzz okay. is walking in to see what's going on with these two city folk who are doing their job for him. Frontier justice style. Yeah! And, uh, oh. While this is all going on, you remember the the artist's little girl? Turns out she was in that box cage that Mardi Gras face set down, and she crawls her way out, and she's playing with a small hatchet. And while all this is going on, like, behind the scenes... It's real subtle, Just too. murder. The movie starts to end, and the credits go... Oh, wait, hold up. Death 16? Beard faces... Or, beard faces dead. As little girl is just sitting alone in the woods playing with this hatchet. I really hope she makes it. And then the credits go. Deputy Franco says, Oh, don't they make a cute couple? Show the baby again. Death 17? I'm sorry. That kid's gonna fucking die. (laughs) The end! Oh, do we have any notes? No, because fuck this movie. Yeah, that was not a great movie. That was me dramatically dropping my phone. Um, so... Hey, nachos. Yeah. You wanna see a dead body? Yeah, boy. All right, so let's talk kill count. We get 16 kills in this movie, 10 of which are on screen. Alma, that's the chick running through the woods who trips and falls in the water. She's killed off screen. Then we get Birdwatcher, 
Her his arms cut off, then he's stabbed with a spear off screen. We get Dale, who's choked with his camera strap, and then Do you just off want me to blurt it out, save you time. The best death. Dale's mother killed off screen. Dick killed off screen and then slammed into the van. Cherry, she's blown up inside the van after it rolls downhill. The Sauron, yes. Uh, The artist is stabbed repeatedly with the spear. Finger painted. Boy camper in sleeping bag. Throw down the hill, then stab with the spear. Girl camper in sleeping bag. Head smashed with a rock. Tied into the sleeping bag. Snared into a tree. Hit with a bunch of rocks and then finally stabbed several times. With a sharp stick. The fisherman, bear trapped to the face, then stabbed with a spear off screen. Craig, stabbed with the spear and then his arms cut off. I'm starting to feel a theme here. Male hiker, stabbed in the stomach by Peter and then speared in the heart by the maniac. Tag Dead team. camper in the tree that Joni finds. Who cares? Killed off screen. Joni, hacked to death brutally with a machete. Yes, that was quite violent. Wheelchair man, decapitated with a spear. No, stick. It's a sharp stick. And then Maniac, he stabbed with a spear by, or stabbed with a stick by Peter, and then chopped co-op by Ingrid. By the tag team duo. So, Nachos, what was your favorite death? Oh, buddy, it was Joni getting, like, I, I, like, fuck this movie, fuck several aspects of this movie, but the, um, that, that machete, like, hack attack, that kind of got me feeling, like, sorry for that chick. I mean, her haircut made me feel real bad, too. But, like, <laughs> woof. That was gruesome. That that was a good one. Uh, I do agree with you, but that is not mine. My favorite one what? is the wheelchair man. It's just, it's so out of place. It's very unsuspecting. I mean, they do, they, obviously, there's a theme where they just introduce people just to kill him. But this guy gets several scenes where everything's fine. He's struggling. He's enjoying the view. And then just out of nowhere, Mardi Gras <laughs> face is just like, hey, fuck you, Chops your head off with my Fuck stick here. Fuck your achievements. I just thought that that was just really fun. Because you get to see the whole thing. The head flies off and rolls down the hill. I mean, <laughs> if it was done better and with like a little more love, it would have been a really, really cool death. You know what? Um, deep sigh, back to you. So let's go trivia. Did you get any trivia for this movie? Uh, that's an hour and a half of my life I can't get back. I'm feeling pretty trivial after that. So I found a couple. So the majority of the film, no surprise, was shot over a 10-day period. Oh, it looks like it. Oh, I heard 14. I, I, well, you know, I did watch a special feature where the, the fucking director of the movie looks like Buck Flowers. If you know who Buck Flowers is, you are in for a motherfucking treat. He is the homeless dude in every John Carpenter movie, like... Do you remember Wishmaster? Oh, yeah. Uh, so when he's in the scene with Reggie Bannister, the dude that's, like, running the fucking um, the pharmacy, Reggie Bannister, and then, like, uh, Buck Flowers is the homeless dude, and then the Wishmaster shows up, he's like, uh, uh, he's like, well, uh, what do you wish? He's like, well, I just wish he, uh, he, he'd die, you know, the most painful way kind of shit. That, yeah, anyway, Buck Flowers is in all this shit. That's what the director looks like. Woof. So they did, like I said, the 10 days of, of the majority of the movie, and then they spent a few weekends to, like, obtain some extra shots, and all the nameless deaths, like the people that you never really get introduced to, those are, like, the director's friends. Oh, my God, so this is, like, OG Kickstarter kind of shit? And they, like, did it over one weekend, which is probably how you got to your 14 days. 
Um, and that was the next one. All the nameless murder victims were friends of the director and the crew. It filmed over a weekend. Uh, this film, again, also included early on the video nasties list, the hello nasties list. Hello, nasty! Uh, mainly because uh, it just has a lot of blood on screen, but this was one of the first ones to kind of be exonerated was from Was this movie sponsored by, like, Heinz Ketchup, <laughs> Heinz 57, Sweet Baby Ray's, Mall's Barbecue Sauce? Not Gates. We don't talk about Gates. So they, they I guess they start to reevaluate stuff, like, 2006, 2007, and this is one of the first ones that gets moved off the list because they realize it's so bad and done so poorly that it can't really it's be so taken bad, seriously. It's so bad it's what? It's so bad it's what? Harry. <laughs> it's from the uh, Terrible Terror podcast, right? I love those guys. <laughs> uh, director James Bryan doubled as the maniac in many scenes. Um, the film's cameraman played the fisherman who gets the bear trap to the face. And Tom Drury, the actor who plays the maniac, uh, he also worked as a singer. We talked about it earlier in the episode. And one of his songs can actually be heard playing in the deputy's car. Oh, my God. Wait, are we... Early in the film. The one that plays in the the, uh, the menu? No, 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 no. The one that's playing as the we deputy need to talk driving about through the... Through the uh... It's just some kind of bumpkined out banjo bullshit? Uh, no, he's like singing and stuff. So it's like as he's driving up into town, like a first shot of town, he's pulling to the sheriff's office. That's that song playing. So, um, yeah, Mike, uh, final thoughts. Don't watch this movie alone, ever. Uh, more importantly, the only credit I can give this movie is that, like, in the fucking menu of the DVD slash Blu-ray or whatever, there's, um, um, Go on. it's, uh, it, it's getting off kilter. Just like me. Anyway, we might have to readjust it. You're good. Okay. So, they play this fucking song, and it's, it's, like, almost copyright infringed uh teddy bear's picnic kind of thing it's like do not come into the woods today you might get murdered a lot it is pretty fun it plays i'm ad-libbing and i think i did a better job <laughs> I, I don't, you know what i will actually there's one fucking scene in this movie i will give i mean visually in certain aspects of it there's like um the landscape is beautiful there's one scene where peter is getting fucking chased and I don't know how, like, they did this, if the dude's on a four-wheeler or what the fuck. It's a, the pursuing, the pursuing, like, camera angle is really good. Anyway, but fuck this movie. And uh, Maniac, if you're out there listening with your Mardi Gras bullshit. You worried he's going to get you? Nah, I, I can, I have, like, the rest of the beads and we can make you a real mask. <laughs> so, uh, that's all I got. Uh, so... Cincinnati, I, Jeff. What's your thoughts about this? I hated this movie. Um, I, and I feel bad. So I, I was. Are like, there worse movies out there? There are. I before we ever got to doing this podcast, I had like Nachos and I have talked to this movie a couple of times, and uh, he's like, "No, this is a piece of shit." And I was like, "No, man, it's not that bad." I had rented it from like the Schnooks Video Club or like CNM Video was, here in Collinsville, Illinois. I was just gonna ask, how'd you get introduced to this movie? Yeah, I had a VHS and I rented it when I was younger. Watched it. And, uh, you know, because my mom loves horror movies and would always let me fucking watch stuff that I wasn't allowed to watch, you know, at, at anybody else's house because she's just a treat like that. Got to close my eyes when there's boobies, but if there's hacking and slashing going on, she's just A-OK. -okay hacking and slashing and whacking. <laughs> Chopping that meat. <laughs> so uh, she let me watch it, and I liked it back then, right? Because I was pretty young, and I thought it was very fun. You didn't know a good movie from uh, your asshole. Right. So, so we would never, like, argue, but I'd be like, oh, that movie, and he Nacho's just like, that's fucking terrible. I'm like, it's not that bad. I hadn't seen it since then. 
And I watched the Blu-ray version of it, and I started watching it, and I was like, okay, you know what I really enjoy is uh, it was a very grainy film, like The Hills Have Eyes or oh, Texas the Chainsaw Oh, like the old VHS copy? Uh, no, even in the Blu-ray. Like, you uh, see the grain going on. Like That campfire scene, half the scene is dead. It looks like they're like it's like it's raining because of like the the grain moving on in the film and stuff like that. And uh, there's a bear in the room. I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, I really, uh, I really, I really did enjoy that aspect of it. Uh, they did a good job of the transfer and things like that. But as far as the movie goes, you can't fix broken. It's not. Yeah, the, I don't know what I could do to fix it. Uh, maybe not make it. But I, I did like a couple of scenes. I did enjoy uh, Craig's dialogue two times. Obviously, when he's Calling the calling Joni a bag of bag bitch. bitch. Uh, that was pretty fun. Was it? I know that, that that was fun. And then when he also says that man is the most dangerous animal in the woods. You fucking piece of shit. Fucking not not you. Just Craig. So like, I back when I was a a a, a wee gutter goblin, just a, a a small whore hound. I was a chudley, uh, a chudling, chud chudalicious. Um, I went to fucking Blockbuster in Collinsville. Remember Blockbuster? I remember Blockbuster. Pepperidge Farm remembers. No, they ain't sponsoring us. Blockbuster was, but, uh, oof. Anyway, like, I'm just, this was during the era of Blair Witch. Uh, and, like, you know, I was just riding on that Friday the 13th dick, and then I was just like, oh my god, look at this cover. Because the cover of the fucking movie is pretty great. It's this hot brunette decapitate a head with some sunglasses on and then like in a sign don't go in the woods in this beautiful painted landscape unfortunately that was not the movie i got to see and um that's all i got fuck this movie yep i give it uh one bag of bitch out of a, a cabin full of mardi gras beads <laughs> uh i will say uh lastly that uh the scenery was beautiful. Uh, they definitely got some hard shots. This is not like an easy place to film. This isn't some sort of like pre-established campground. They are deeply in the wilderness getting some POV shots from like way up above. This is 1981, so there's no drones or anything like that. They got some really good footage, uh, which is very impressed for how hardy this terrain is. Like there's scenes where like the four hikers before anybody's getting murdered are like way up on the mountains, like way the fuck up there. Do you think they used a helicopter, or do you think they used like that ski lift? Because real talk, when uh, they wake up after cuddle sesh slash day, there's four, that ski lift there. All right, I I I did see that they got a lot of these shots uh, from the bed of a like a flatbed truck. Uh, and like had like a crane attached to it, and like somebody sat up top and got some of the really good shots of like people running through the woods. I'm not sure if that's so how like they got a cherry like the wilderness kind of shots. Thing? Yeah. Oh wow. I'm not sure if that's how they got like the wilderness shots, but that's how they. Let's got Let's not some give the... this movie that much credit. But that's how they definitely got like you know watching Beardface run through the woods or like Joni run through the woods and shit like that. So I'll get them props for that, but uh, don't watch the movie. Uh, save yourself the pain and listen to our version of it instead. It's just you fucking know what? awful. Uh, Cincy, I'm going to bring it back for the dead just long enough to say, you remake this movie, who do you cast as Mardi Gras face? Mick Foley. Fuck, dude. That's a way better answer. I was going to say Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I mean, because then you're going to no, have... No, he's the sheriff. <laughs> or Craig, because he looks good in a cowboy hat. No, you get Sam Neill to reprise his actual role as Dr. Alan Grant. 
No, you don't, because you got to pay Sam Neill money, because he's like a legit actor. No, you get Zach Galifianakis as the sheriff, and his two deputies, they're just two ferns. No, fuck that. Oh, shit, dude. I heard what you... I saw what you did there. You get Eddie Murphy to play every character in this movie. <laughs> there you go. And then we're done. <laughs> Is that it? Can we just fucking hang this episode now? Uh, so, um... Um, we just want to end it out. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you check out our friends. Oh, the horrible whore podcast. They're real treat treasure. We're doing fun movies over here sometimes. And, uh, these boys, they torture themselves for your amusement. They do the worst of the worst. So bad. It's scary. So bad. So definitely check them out. Horrible horror podcast. Uh, they're, they're friends of ours. They're local to the, the the St. Louis metro area, just like we are. And they let us on an episode or two. They might have uh, let us sit in a couple of times. Um, Show us young pups how this shit's done. Right. So uh, really, really appreciate those guys. So definitely check them out. Give them a like and a listen. And, uh, you know, make sure you uh, like us, follow us, and subscribe to the next episode. You can get us on Instagram. At Here Comes the Spooky. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Here Comes Spooky. And, uh, you know, check out the next episode as Nachos and I take you to Doddsville High for some really bad April Fool's jokes. We're also on Pornhub. It's Here Comes the Spooky. If you don't know what that is, Google it. And uh, do we have an outro we want to say? Uh, it's like, do we have a thing yet? Just go for it. Um, uh,. I don't want to say stay spooky. There goes the spooky. We're working on this shit. Don't fucking judge me. Keep it classy, Cincinnati. Bye.